going on, Wes? Uh, not much, Brian. Just, you know, sitting around trying to keep my emotions in check, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you have emotional problems? Do we need Do we need to get the couch out and have a little therapy session no, here with all the cats? No, I mean, not really. I'm just kind of bummed, you know? What's what, what, are you, what are you bummed about, Wes? Well, I mean... So I dropped $600 on this headset, right? <laughs> to get the kit, I get the Horizon bundle, and I feel like Sony's ripping me off, man. I feel like I've been burned because as much as I love the thing, yeah, there's just no games to play there's and no nothing games. on the Horizon. I know, man. That that's that's what this show is actually all about. I figured we could all get together, uh, you know, the the, the hundreds of thousands of, of PSVR two owners. And, and celebrate what could have been <laughs> what could have been an amazing uh, VR generation as we send this thing off to die as Sony already has so we might as well too uh, and just you know say goodbye to it let's let's all commiserate yeah. together yeah I've already got mine up on Facebook marketplace I'm hoping I can get $200 for it but uh, you know we'll keep our fingers crossed dreamer I am do you want to start the yeah, show? I don't know, man. I don't know. I've, I've just been, I've, I've just been wrestling with the uh, the idea of, you know, should I bring out my PSVR one? What do I play this week? I mean, do I do I want to run Farpoint again or Astrobot? I mean, all I don't right, know. all right. This joke has gone on way too long, <laughs> and I have a feeling this show is also going to go on way too long. So uh, let's let's start it. <laughs> sure. All right. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Wise Friday right here on Without Parole. We do it live 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. But if you don't like looking at us, we get it. That's why our good friend Rypop uploads this thing on the, to podcast services of your choice for all those who like to watch with your ears. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR, PSVR Without Parole. Forget the name of the channel, Wes. And to my left, you're right. It's the lovely, the talented, the gifted. Wes Dillon. You flatter me, Brian. Am I blushing? Can you? Does it come through on my uh, my expensive Sony camera? Just how flattered I am. Actually, uh, I, I think I accidentally turned the contrast down or the contrast and the saturation down a bit, so we both look a little washed out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I was. I noticed that too, and I don't think it's on your end. I think it's on mine. I don't know what to do, man. Maybe I need better lights. I don't have room for lights in here, though. I just have to use this crappy, cheap ring light. I don't I have, always look like I'm. <laughs> I don't have room for lights. He says, "Walking Dead." Right. I don't have room for <laughs> lights. He says he's 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 sitting in front of the Arizona Sunshine Bridge. You got all the room in the world out there. Yep. True that. That's a good point. But the Arizona sun just isn't very flattering on my uh, pale, alabaster skin. skin. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a weird episode, yeah. Wes. I can feel it already. Uh, dude, I contacted Sony support today um, because. I don't know if anybody remembers because it was so long ago. I, I had to send my PSVR two in for repairs. One of the, one of the lenses went completely black. That was May twentieth, I think. Is it when I initiated the return? It is August twenty third, and I still don't have my fucking headset back. So I've now called. This is the third time I've had to call them. Maybe fourth. 
and they, they finally told me today, they were like, well, we don't know what happened to it. They literally lost my <laughs> headset. So they said, we're going to open an investigation and they'll get back to me. They said, we're going to prioritize not, this. Oh, Jesus, dude. Like Meta would have sent you a headset three months ago. <laughs> right. A brand new one. What the hell, man? What the hell? I have a feeling that uh, Sony would have sent someone a new headset three months Out. ago. Someone uh, else, right? If it was anybody but me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Makes sense. Right. Like, we don't we don't we don't like that guy. Fuck that guy. Blacklist him, <laughs> sends that shit in for repairs, throw it in the trash. Make you buy your own headset to begin with, which is egregious at this point. Bah. But then when it doesn't work, they, they just steal it. Make you buy another one. <laughs> I remember somebody at launch being like, uh, somebody who thought, of course, that Sony sent me one uh, and said, they must have sent you a good one with less Murrah than the rest of ours. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sending all the influencers the good headsets. I'm like, you are on crack, my friend. You don't know anything about my relationship with Sony if you think they're sending they me anything. They won't send us a PSVR 2 sticker, let alone a headset, right? <laughs> They won't. Jim Perona with the $10 tip in the chat says, thanks in advance for a fantastic show, Brian and Wes. No pressure or anything. Uh, you probably should have waited until this point to send that tip so you could have known what you're in for. This is why you don't tip in advance. You have to tip after you get good service. I, mean, I, 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 get, I get groceries delivered because I'm a because <laughs> I'm a shut-in. And, and and like you know they they want to tip before they've even delivered the shit i was like i have to make sure that you get me my stuff before i give you money and then i tip them good because i'm a good tipper yeah yeah well I mean, most most of us who have put any amount of time into the service industry are good tippers because we know we know what assholes customers can be and how much money that you don't make doing that uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's true. Uh, Mr. Tortoise says, no pre-ordering the tips. Yeah, I mean, I guess you guys should just save everything till the end of the show and then decide if you thought it was a good show or not. And then, you know, at your discretion. You know, Jim Perona knows what's up, though. He's been around. He knows what he's in for. Hell yeah. You ever heard him play guitar? A little bit, yeah. He put some videos up on our Discord once. Uh, pretty impressed, actually. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm impressed too. Jim's a good guy. Uh, super cool video, bro. With the two dollar tip says any game type not represented yet on PSVR two. You think? So you're saying any like genre not represented? Yeah, there's a ton of unrepresented genres yeah. so far. We got a ton of games, but and a ton of games on the way. But man, there are just like just like VR in general. There's a ton of underrepresented genres. I think. Yeah, especially PSVR two though. At this early stage, I mean, we're still waiting on some of the uh, basic ones like we don't have a good platformer yet um i mean there, there's there's tons you're right there's tons how's uh is ruins megas going to uh satisfy the jrpg uh need or is that what's that going to do for us well i'm not a, a big jrpg connoisseur so i don't know how how um much of the itch it's going to scratch for those hardcores that are into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I will say that it, that it's a very good game. It's a very polished game. It's fun to play. Uh, I can't wait to see what it looks like in the headset because the, uh, the flat footage doesn't know justice. It has really good colors and contrast, good 3d depth. The, the OLED panel is going to complement it nicely. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, th those of you who just like good RPG style games, old school RPG style games, um, should be excited for it because you're going to get a lot of those vibes uh, from this, e even if it's not like one to one what the gameplay used to be. I mean, it's not like super turn based or anything like that, like the like the old ones were. But um, it's certainly it, it'll it, it'll give you some nostalgia vibes for sure. Uh. It's funny because we started the show by saying, man, we got so many games coming. We got so many games to play. Like we are, uh, anybody who doesn't think PSVR 2 has games is out of their goddamn minds. Um, uh, but in reference to, uh, to the tip we're talking about, um, it's funny because one of the things, <laughs> you're going to laugh at me. You really are. One of the things I'm most looking forward to is the, uh, is the Galaxy Cart patch that's coming. Uh, developers have been talking very much in a, a lot in our Discord about uh, about the updates that are coming, and uh, and here I'm just going to throw some Galaxy Car footage up. <sighs> you know, we got two new tracks coming. He's claiming they're claiming that there's going to be like like 15 or 16 by the end of the year, which is insane, right? That's like a crazy number. So they must have a ton of tracks in the works. Uh, the new uh, the update that's coming within the next two weeks is going to fix the uh, in-game voice chat, so we'll have that. Uh, it's going to give us wheel support, uh, and then the two new tracks. Uh, and so, dude, I mean, I love kart racers, and I love kart racers in VR. Uh, so it's so weird that we have all of these kind of high-profile games to look forward to. And the thing that's just kind of nagging me in the back of my mind is I, I really fucking hope I find time to play Galaxy Kart when that patch goes live because I'm excited for it. I want an excuse to use my racing rig again, man. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. One yeah, hand on well, the wheel. I mean, I, one hand wielding weapons. That's awesome. That's awesome. I hope it. I hope it's good. I'm glad I didn't play it yet. Like I still haven't played it. I haven't booted it up yet. Um, so I'm glad. I think maybe that's the way to go with most of these games now. I'm coming to realize that when they launch, you should wait six months and then play them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if if we didn't do the thing we did or do for a living, I would. I, I think I would have to convince myself to just, yeah, do exactly that, wait six months before I play anything. Uh, which brings us <laughs> to our first news story, Wes. <laughs> uh, if you guys follow Incubo or Green Hell VR on Twitter, uh, then you might have noticed that uh, they did put up a list of all the things that they are aware of. They reached out and thanked the community for uh, you know being vocal about all the issues that the games had, uh, and so they said we've got we're going to be focused on on these three things along with some bug patches, uh, boosting the resolution, improving the controls, and enhancing the haptics. Uh, now they didn't say when these patches will go live. Uh, I get the impression from this West that. Uh, that it likely will not be one big patch that it seems like they're just going to sort of fix these things and release the patches as they go. Um, that's but, good. But it's I'm excited. Better, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited for people. Like I, I finished green hell the day before yesterday, like I'm done with it now. So kind of sucks for me, but that I'm not going to get to play the good version when it finally makes its way but i'm glad for all those people that were just fucking offended at the state of this port yeah. uh that that they are going to get it fixed because quite frankly i wasn't sure that they ever would um you know incubo or one of these um studios that are kind of like super massive and they put a game out and then they're done with it right yeah. so um th the fact that 
like Supermassive, they're deciding that they're going to go back and kind of fix some of the problems is a welcome change to the status quo for them. So I commend them for facing the, uh, the massive wave of criticism and doing something about it. Yeah. <sighs> Me too. Me too. I really, I really did enjoy this. Um, there were a couple bugs that got in my way, a couple audio issues that really bothered me. Um, but man, like the first, I don't know, I'd say the first 80, 90% of the game, I was kind of in love with. I, I loved the crafting. I loved that sense of discovery. I liked figuring things out. Uh, I liked just feeling like, ev like everything in the jungle was out to get me. And then eventually being like, man, I can probably survive this thing. Uh, the fortunate thing is, uh, is that uh, is that I've, I've only played the default difficulty level. I don't know if it's King of the Jungle or, or Welcome to the Jungle or whatever the hell they called it. Um, but uh, I'm I'm gonna I'll be excited to go back and play this on the hardest difficulty level once they've updated all of this. And uh, I think it'll be fun to go back and and give myself a new challenge. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit myself. I mean, the fact that I put 17 hours into finishing this game is pretty indicative of how much fun I had in it because I typically don't spend that much time on any game. Is that just um, a campaign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just played the On the default just difficulty? Seven. Yep. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Damn, You're going to die. You yeah, it took me that long. Um, we talk all the time about how like you take your time with games and I take my time with games. If the game says go right, we go left. Right. But I think this mm -hmm. really exemplifies just how much more you do that than I do. Because I think, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I finished this in like 12 hours, but an hour of that was dealing with a game breaking bug. Um, and you know, and I really thought that I, I had taken my time with that 17 hours. That's amazing. I love it. I, I was very careful. Um, I didn't die that much. I only died. I don't know. I, I didn't count, but it could have been four or five, six times, like through the whole thing. So I, I was all before I would move on from any area, I would make sure I had enough food and, and supplies to do me for another day. And um, I made sure I kept everything, you know, in pretty good, pretty good shape. So uh, it takes time to do that. And I took my time to do that. I, I do wish there had been, um, I was expecting more people. In it, you know, toward the end, you, you do make contact, but I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah. I was expecting more out of that. You know? 100%. Yeah. Uh, like my original, the original version of my review uh, went into much more detail about that before, until I realized it was likely a spoiler, right? Because, I, because the thing that excited me about this while I was playing it was, I wonder what's around the next corner. And then very frequently there was something fucking weird around the next corner. Like, what is that doing here? And then... They just kind of say, "Well, that's enough of that." We're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So I feel like this is a game that one day will deserve a "Why We Love" episode because there's so many things I'd like to talk about that I just can't because I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, but with the kind of different ways that the ending can go and things that the game kind of points you in the direction of doing that you probably shouldn't do, um, there's a lot. There's a lot to kind of unpack with it. Um, but, you know, on one hand, I wish there had been more people. But on the other hand, given the way the story turns out, I'm surprised that we saw any people. Like, <laughs> those must be the toughest sons of bitches on earth that they're even there. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm assuming you get the bad ending. 
because there's obviously oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah i got the bad ending i did um i did look up and watch the the good ending though because i decided i wasn't going to go back and do it all again yeah even though i did i did have the good sense to keep a save from the i don't i don't know i don't want to spoil it too much but i kept a save at the perfect spot if i wanted to just pick up from that save and get the good ending like i could have done that it would have taken me probably an hour and i could have done it um but i didn't and i'm glad i didn't because after watching the how to get the ending i I probably would have taken me two or three hours before i did the right thing that you have to do um because the game points you in a direction like this is what you would should do to get that ending and it's actually not what you need to do what they're giving you clues for isn't what you need to do the thing that you actually need to do they're giving you clues for from the very beginning of the game like there are clues from the start of what you need to do to get the good ending but you just don't realize it because you don't know what it's talking about i think you're more perceptive than i am because i'm like <laughs> i played this game and i read a lot of documents and i and this dude there's a lot of fucking reading hours 17 hours bro yeah i read right. everything <laughs> it, it, it all makes sense now i i skimmed yeah. most of the documents i should say i think i found a good number of them and i skimmed all of them i read all of it i read every word jim perona says holy crap give me west doing axel rose every damn games cast <laughs> please <laughs> we can probably make that happen yeah. we need to get a sound clip from you so even the days that you're not on we can get <laughs> Yeah. Um, li- Living Legend with the Canadian $5 tip says, Happy West Day. Did any of you get to try Arashi on PSVR 2 yet? And if so, what are your thoughts? Uh, no. Uh, I feel like the people, we, we're here doing this for you. Everyone else went to Gamescom. <laughs> and at Gamescom, I believe that's where everyone's playing it, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I got an email. I don't even remember who it was from, but it was from one of these studios. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, are you going to be at Gamescom? If you are, come and check out our demo. If you're not, hit us up and you can do a remote demo from your home. Oh. And I'm thinking, why don't everyone do this? Like, I want to be playing Vampire the Masquerade now. Yeah. I mean, give me a time demo that only a use once and destroy. They can do that. Um, <laughs> let me have Gamescom from my house so I don't have to fly to fucking Germany to play these games. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, was that? I, I want to say that was uh, Vertigo. I, I feel like I got that email. Um, oh, was it? Was it Vertigo? I think okay, so. That makes sense. But uh, but yeah, I you know from what I, I haven't I haven't had much time to kind of scour uh, the YouTubes and, and and see whatever all the other influencers and stuff are doing at Gamescom and what they played and, and whatever. But I did see a, a, a little bit. Uh, maybe it was Mike from VR Oasis playing Arashi, and. Um, I want to say that's. I hope I got it right, and uh, and I and I got to say, you know, even though we're not in the headset, and even though it was just some like off-screen footage, I was not impressed with what I saw. I was really hoping for a complete revamp, complete, you know, not like a remake, but like a complete overhaul. And I feel like what I saw was not impressive. Um, but you know. It, that it's unfair to say it. I, that was just my gut reaction uh, when I when I try it for myself. I'll have better, uh, you know, more. Yeah, accurate I, I've got, I've got lower expectations for it. I, I don't feel like it needs a complete overhaul. I think it just needs the issues that it had to be fixed because it had some very real issues. 
and we expected those to kind of a lot of them to go away with the pro patch, but they didn't. And I, I really just want that stuff fixed. You know, I like the game as it is. Uh, I mean, sure, I would love to see some things tweaked in it and made a little bit better. Um, but I just I want some of the visual stuff and some of the control stuff to uh, kind of get ironed out, and I'll be happy with it. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a great game, uh, but but certainly had quite a few problems. Uh, so uh, with Skydance at the helm of fixing some of these problems, I think we're we're probably in good hands. So we'll see what comes of this. Uh, Maybe what comes of this endeavor, Wes? You like that one? Oh, oh! Yeah. I saw what you did there. Yeah, yeah. It would have been way cooler if I didn't like make a big deal about it. Uh, this this is fucking totally random, dude. Uh, just before the show, <laughs> usually it's sirens on my end. Now today it's motorcycles. Just motorcycles on my end. I don't know if you can hear that in the in the show, but nope. I nonstop motorcycles on my end. Um, yeah. So just before the show, uh, I, I saw that Funktronic Labs tweeted. What did they tweet? They wrote, uh, and of course, if you don't know who Funktronic is, this is these are the uh, Light Brigade people. Uh, he said, in the shadowed trenches of the Light Brigade, new champions emerge, ready to cast their glow. What the fuck does this mean, Wes? I don't know. I hope it means that there's a new level that's um, dark. I hope there's a dark level where you have um, sources of ambient light and, you know, uh, maybe glowy enemies and that this sort of thing, glowy flora that kind of light the, light the way. Uh, but I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. This could be a new game mode. could be anything. I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, my I mean, my first uh, thought was that, you know, it says new champions emerge. Uh, this this is a game that's very class based. Uh, you, you know, once you beat it with a class and you unlock another class and you just kind of keep playing through the game in different ways uh, with different characters and different abilities and different weapons. Uh, and it does feel like a very different game every time you play through with a different class. And so I feel like my guess would be like if they wanted to extend the gameplay, if they wanted to give people who already like beat it and platinumed it something more to do, the easiest thing would be to give them a new class, you know, rather than more levels, more content, but God, I would absolutely love um, some more levels in this game too. Yeah. I was, I've been thinking this a lot lately actually, because it's such a great game. Um, but I mean, a lot of like the criticism of synapse is true about the light brigade as well. It's got three levels. You know what I mean? It's got three levels. And um, I mean, I mean, that's oversimplifying a bit because each level has like three or four stages in it. So, I mean, really, it's got like nine or 12 or whatever, um, but it's got three different environments, so to speak, and three different boss fights. And then that's the game. Um, I would like it to have twice that many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is such a great game. Um, but I would I want more content from I don't want a new class. I didn't play through all the classes that are there. Um, I want I want more levels. I want more bosses, more enemies. I mean, yeah, I haven't played through all the classes either. Um, once I have, then I will have a review on the channel. Holy indeed, I keep I keep I've been working on my this VR lens review uh, because I got all these prescription VR lenses from like Hans and VR Rock and Real Optics and um, and one of the things uh, that that they do uh, one of the drawbacks is that they will really screw up your height in the games uh, some of them will and some of them won't um and so I, I went through and i just started testing games uh seeing which games are affected by these prescription lenses 
uh, and like, you know, cause synapse was the first one I noticed it in. And so that was, that was kind of my go-to to make, you know, to see if these lenses were causing this or not. And I started just like seeing what else is on my hard drive <laughs> and you know, like things like Jurassic world, Jurassic world aftermath was like still on my hard drive from launch. Like I still haven't, I, I have barely played that. I started it up today and I was like, man, this seems bad, but like, I really do want to play through it and review it. And it's just, it, I don't know, man, it got like all these like juices flowing. It got the fires burning and it made me like, it, it kind of bums me out that we're in the middle of this, this season. That's just game release after game release after game release, because yeah. I am dude, I'm like drooling to go back and play some of these yeah. launch games and review them. Uh, you know, even yeah, your Jurassic Park. Your your window is closed on that, bro. July was the time. <laughs> like, if you're not going to get any of that stuff done in July, then it's never happening. So, yeah, say goodbye to all those hopes and dreams. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you've got to figure that at some point we will hit a lull. Um, it was just not going to be this year, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Right, it's February. That's when it will be. We, we hit a little. We hit a little bit low around January, February, and it picks back up through the spring, and then we get another little lull in the su- uh, in the summer, and then it's balls to the wall for the rest of the year. It's the same cycle every year. People don't notice it, but that's that. There's very much a uh, an ebb and flow to these things, and it's cyclical. Um. <clears throat> uh gabriel in the chat is is asking if it was better with lenses or worse in general uh if you have a slight prescription like if you have any kind of prescription i recommend getting vr lenses uh and, uh, and spoilers for the 409 people watching now you don't have to wait for my review to hopefully come out tomorrow we'll see we'll see how this all goes down especially with firewall and shit we're gonna be busy um it's strange the only lenses that i tested that didn't cause height problems in games uh the vr rocks which is they're one of the cheaper options uh but they they, yeah they clip on and they attach firmly they're also magnetic like the real optics ones so you can kind of pop them off and pop them back on if you've got other people in your house that have different prescriptions makes it nice and easy uh so even though they're one of the cheaper options uh they're actually the best option all around uh so yeah so that's spoiler (laughs) That's kind of crazy. I would have guessed that the real optics would have been been the one. You know, the VR Rocks people have been contacting me <laughs> for probably eighteen months trying yep. to get me to try their things, but I don't need them. Like I can't review these because I don't need them. Um, but with that said, I'm I'm glad to hear that they're legit because I'd never heard of them before. I was like, VR Rock, what's that? Like, is this a scam? It might be a scam. Right. Um, so I'm glad to hear it's not, and I'm glad to hear that they have a quality product. Um, but I don't need them. Although I will say this, although even though I don't need uh, prescription inserts, playing Green Hell VR made me feel like I had bifocals on. Get it? Because there's a line right in the halfway oh, through the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really slow. Really slow. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, real dude, but real optics for sure. Like, I mean, they just ooze quality from the case they come in to like the plastic that they use to the way that they slide on, like everything feels like it was like just perfectly crafted. And then they ran into this problem that no one could have anticipated. It doesn't happen with all games. It happens with like some games. Um, so it's very weird. weird. And, uh, and, 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 you know, talking to them over there at real optics, they're like, yeah, we don't know. Like maybe it's on the programming side. We don't understand how this could be happening. I'm like, well, that makes all of us because sliding a little piece of 
plastic over your lenses should not be affecting your height in game. Anyway, uh, we got Professor Lilith in the chat with a $5 tip says, Hey, game cats. Hey, Lilith. This week's Sunday multiplayer is now posted in the Discord. Choose from Zenith, Synth Riders, and Firewall Ultra. Gee, I wonder which one's going to win, Wes. <gasps> Starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you guys don't know, you should go join our Discord. Click the link in the description below. That's where conversations like this happen 24-7. We hang out in voice chat. We hang out in the general chat. Uh, and we just shoot the shit, man, because that's where I live and die. That's where I will die. I don't die every day there, but one day... Uh, also, Professor Lilith puts together a multiplayer meetup for all of you guys out there who are like, I have these multiplayer games, but I've got no one to play with every single fucking Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so make sure you go vote on which game you want to play. It's going to be Firewall. Uh, and uh, and make sure you're ready. Join our Discord. Let's do it. This is, the, this is the least Firewall Ultra show we've ever had, Wes, and we are literally 12 hours away from it coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's because it's because there's nothing out there on it, Brian. It's like there's nothing out there. It's <laughs> it's an eerie calm before the uh, proverbial storm, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's they they put out a roadmap which was really strange. They put out a year map, uh, a roadmap for the first year, and they said, you know, like here's our plan, uh, and we're gonna release, t you know, uh, two new maps in the first year and two new co-op modes, and it was like. Okay, like what a weird fucking tease, yeah. you know, in, in nowhere on the roadmap where they like in here's where the ultra mode is going to come in where you can manual reload and you know, whatever. No, no assisted, I uh, no assisted uh, targeting. It was I a very swear, I, I, I swear, I think when he said that, and, and they'll never admit to it now, but I think when they said there'll be another ultra mode, I don't think they meant that originally meant for it to be called ultra mode. I think it's the game's ultra. It's a new mode in ultra. I think that's what they meant by that. <laughs> but then people just ran with it and called it ultra mode. And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's ultra mode in ultra. Sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But um, no, they haven't mentioned when that, um, when that uh, manual reloading mode is coming in, but I got to imagine one of the two modes that they're advertising here is going to somehow be involved with that. If not both of them. Yeah. What do you, I mean, this, we don't even have firewall on a run a show, but I mean, it is again weird that here we are the night before the game comes out. Uh, I've got the new trailer that they released what yesterday uh, running here, and uh, and I think the audience is pretty split. I think I think everyone's a little bit concerned, and then and half of them are like it's going to be fine, and the other half are like it's going to be garbage. Where uh, where do you fall in this, Wes? I think it's going to be really good. I don't, I don't think it's going to be perfect. Uh, these games very rarely are. Um, and we've talked probably three or four weeks in a row now on this program about the kind of negativity in the space and how everyone's holding everything under a microscope and having unfair standards and unfair criticism. And, you know, people are get, putting out negative, um, negative content and posts for attention Mm -hmm. um and i think i think these game studios see that too and especially when you have a game up for pre-order it could be very dangerous you know releasing um early content in this environment because all it takes is one channel out there that has uh, a moderate following to give the thing a, a negative review and now all of a sudden people are canceling their pre-orders and you're you're, you're fucked um 
So I, I'm, I, because of that, I'm not super concerned that nobody has keys. Um, I don't think that it's going to be perfect. I, I do think there will be issues with it, probably, but I don't. I don't expect it to be anything groundbreaking. I think it's going to be a great, great game, and I'm. Uh, I'll be playing it tonight as soon as the uh, ticker reaches zero. Uh, Prentice Summerscales in the chat says it's going to be fireworks or a bonfire tomorrow. Let's see. Uh, and the funny thing is, is pitchforks. I think I think people will make of it what they wanted want to make of it, right? I think people who are ready to crucify this game will take any flaw and run with it and be like, "This is the worst fucking game ever made." And then the people who you know were very much looking forward to have fun with it will be able to overlook some of its downfalls. And and I don't think anyone here should be under the impression that this game is going to launch and it's going to be perfect, that there's not going to be any bugs, there's not going to be any issues. Dude, it's fucking day one. Uh, and, and and here's how I look at it, Wes. This is a game that we're going to be playing four years from now still, right? And so, you know, so here we are, we're, we're there day one, and it's like, all right, man, like, let's, I, as far as I'm concerned, let's fucking roll with the punches, right? It, it might be a little bit messy, but it's a game that I think we're all going to be playing four years from now still. And so, like, you know, let's... Let's 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 roll with it a little bit, um, but yeah, give it but, a minute, right? Just yeah. just give it a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Miles says I thought it was out at eight a.m. Pacific time. That could be true. I don't know. I haven't been watching. I know that I've got it installed and ready to go. Um, thanks to the support of people like Jim Perona and others, I went ahead and splurged and bought the deluxe edition and got nice. it preloaded and pre-installed. Uh, we're ready to go. I don't know exactly when it goes live. I had assumed it would be sometime in the overnight hours tonight, but it might be in the morning. Uh, we're talking about Firewall's launch? Firewall, yeah. Yeah, I think on the store it says 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, so that okay. makes sense. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, I can get some sleep then. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, as always, let's we'll, we'll we'll be sure to be critical and make sure that we address all the complaints that people have. Uh, you know, the last thing we want to do is overlook anything and give you know developers a free pass on 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 really anything. But uh, but let's be respectful and make sure that we, uh, you know, this 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 is a game again that we've been looking forward to for a long time that we're going to be playing for years most likely. And uh, let's 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 not let's not be assholes about what we yeah. find. Day we call it day one jank. And and all games have day one jank. You just, it's just how how quickly do they work that that stuff out is typically the question. Yes. Um, we got a couple tips here. Uh, Andrew Bailey uh, with the ten quid is responding to my um, talk about VR lenses. Says, "Hey Brian, those lenses aren't affecting your in-game height. They're shrinking the vertical axis, so everything appears shorter. But you only notice when there's familiar objects like furniture around." Maybe it's one of those weird things, Brian, like remember when Doom 3 came out on PSVR and everything was out of scale. But for some reason, if you adjusted the IPD <laughs> manually, yeah. you could make everything scale up the way it needed to be. Maybe it's something weird like that, where it's not the actual like floor setting that's being changed in the thing, but rather just your perception of where the floor is that's changing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've gone from t I've gone from it's funny because in game, right? Like you don't even need to reset the game or anything for this to happen or even to hold this or even hold the options button down to recalibrate. You can you can have the lenses in be really short and then take off the headset, boom, boom, pop off the lenses, put them back on and then suddenly you're the right height, right? Uh, it doesn't it doesn't 
I, I, I could be wrong. I will look into what you said, Andrew Bailey, but I have a feeling that that is not it, especially since it doesn't happen in every game. It's only, it's only happening in certain games. Um, a couple tips about Firewall, uh, and don't you worry. Uh, bonjour, Miller. We will definitely be taking care of your tip after these as well. Unintended Studios with the $5 tip says, I'm, oh, those are sirens on my end, says, I'm excited for hell. Excited as hell for it. I just hate using the freehand aiming with rifles. Uh, 16.5. I hope it controls more like Resident Evil 8 rather than Pavlov. What's 16.5? Yeah, I don't know. Let me scroll up here and read that. Uh, excited as hell for it. I just hate using freehand. Freehand aiming with rifles. Oh. 16.5. Yeah, I don't know what the number is, but... but yeah, I got it. Okay. Explain it to me because I don't get it. I don't know what 16.5 is, but I do know when he's talking about um, it, it's when two different. Oh, I get that part. It was the 16.5 is what I don't get. Like, yeah. what, what is that? I don't either. Like, Unintended Studios, help us the fuck out. We're lost. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I feel you. Um, yeah, the, 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 the two-handed weapons i mean that takes some some real time to get used to and still it's never perfect i do have a a pro tube uh gun stock in the plastic over there i'm debating whether or not i should finally break it out and try it the thing the thing is 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 trying to learn a new game at the same time that you're trying to learn how to use a gun stock gun stocks are janky as fuck and it takes a long time to get good at them uh so i don't know i don't know if i'm going to be breaking it out anytime soon i'm sure i'll get in there eventually and uh and try it out but um yeah i feel yeah i kind of i kind of i kind of wish we had an aim controller brian i gotta be honest like i kind of wish we had an aim controller yeah yeah the aim controller had its own set of problems but i guess without light tracking um yeah maybe maybe it felt like you were holding a gun it had its own problems but it it being all in one piece the way it was it felt like one-to-one when you're holding the a gun in game that you're holding a gun in your hands. And that's what I really loved about it. Right. And I, I, what I do like about the trailers, what they've shown so far is that, you know, obviously, you know, they show you with a pistol, they show you with, uh, you know, melee, melee attacks. You've got a knife that you can sneak up on people and use that. Um, you know, if you're trying to use a, a gun stock or, or an aim controller, those always get a little bit wonky, right? You got to deviate from what you're doing, what feels comfortable. And then you've got to like, you know, pull off the controller or you've got to like use the aim controller in a weird way to do a one handed attack. Um, And even in firewall, when you were using a pistol, um, any kind of handgun, it felt so fucking weird to be holding that aim controller in your hands. Oh yeah. Right. And so there there were drawbacks too. That, that's why I never used handguns in that game, ever. Like, the only time I used a handgun is when that was the only ammo I had, and I had no choice. But I just avoided it altogether, pretty much. And by the way, everyone in the, tra- everyone in the chat knew what 16.5 meant. <laughs> and it was, it was that there's 16 and a half more hours till Firewall comes out. I said oh, 12 I gotcha. more hours. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and Sergeant Frosty with a $2 tip says 13.45 hours till Ultra drops. Um, Thank you. That's why I was confused. I was like, 16.5? It's not that long. Like, it's more like 16.4 and a half. <laughs> uh, man, bear, pig, game, cat with a $2 tip. This is a question maybe you can answer, Wes. What does the deluxe version of Ultra come with? Uh, well, I mean, much like the previous version of Firewall, you're, what you're basically paying for is the same type of stuff you would have bought 
in a season pass for Firewall. So you're getting early access to contractors and weapon skins and things like this um, that you that everyone's going to get three to six months from now for free. Um, so you, I think I think the the main reason I wanted it is because you get four contractors, um, which anyone that's played Firewall knows that what that means is, is you get four um, special abilities that you can pick from, basically, um, and and use. Again, this is all going to be free later. You're getting early access to it. And whether or not you go with the deluxe version or the regular version, I do recommend that you pre-order if you're going to be playing it because anyone that pre-orders gets uh, an elite legendary weapon. Uh, I forget what it's called, Reaper or something like that. Um, so you get a you get a gun for pre-ordering. It's not just a skin; it's a actual badass gun. So I recommend every. Oh, actually, wait a minute. It's a competitive game. Nobody pre-order. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> right? Everybody, not, there's nothing good to have from it. Everyone get the regular version and don't pre-order it. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, let's get these uh, next two tips out of the way so we can. I mean, technically, start the show. Forty-one minutes. Start the in. show. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to West Days. Uh, Asian Panda 510X. That's not it. Probably 510 or 510X. Fuck you. Just tell me to shut up. With the $5 tip says, I like one button reloads because I'm just trying to have fun. Less wasted energy and more playtime. I like Pavlov, but I can't play for more than an hour. Uh, I do I do like that, you know, this is uh, giving the people out there that, that like the button reloads that are looking for more of a, you know, game game. Uh, you know, with a crouch button instead of forcing you to crouch IRL. You know, this is a, this is satisfying an audience that hasn't been satisfied yet on PSVR 2, um, as will Crossfire, as will uh, Alvo when that PSVR 2 version comes out. There's, you know, everybody wants what they want. And, uh, and, and you know what? I've gotten, I was, I, I hated manual reloads. I did for the longest time. I was like, what's wrong with all these fucking gun nuts? Like that was my go-to. I was like, you've got to be a fucking gun nut to want to like, you know, all the intricate, like, oh, it, 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 do this and then pull this thing back. And then I, it's like, go fuck yourself. And then I was like, and now I'm one of those guys that I'm like, I really fucking like that shit. Right. And I'm like, cause it does, it adds to the immersion. And it's w just one more thing that you and all the people you're playing against have to micromanage and be like, well, you got to worry about how many more uh, shots you have before you're fucking screwed. Right. And you need to go, you know, you need to go find some place to hide for two seconds while you reload. Right. This is, this is, this is just a little bit different. And, uh, and I, and I like a little bit different, man. I don't like every game to be the same. Yeah, I agree. It, it does vary from game to game, uh, just how impactful it is. And there are people who are passionate on both sides of this. Some people really love the manual reload. Some people hate it and want to do just button press. And typically when you talk to studios about it, their position is is they, they don't want to put anyone at a competitive disadvantage. Um, my, my kind of, you know, come back to that is, is that how much of a disadvantage that is actually depends on the game. Um, for example, uh, you know, a, a fast-paced shooter like Pavlov, um, you know, having a difference in the kind of the reload mechanic could create uh, in a firefight a, 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 an advantage for one side of the other. But in a game like Firewall, that's more slow-paced, deliberate, and team-based, I don't think that that difference in, you know, that half a second to a second difference in reload time is going to make or break anybody most of the time. Um 
And regardless of which type of game you're talking about, whether it be fast-paced or slow-paced, uh, everyone goes in with the, the knowledge ahead of time, you know, which one's better for them. So if somebody okay. wants to take that hit and, and put an extra second on their reload time because they're more comfortable playing that way, then it should absolutely be an option, I feel like. So I'm, I'm glad that the option is coming to Firewall. I'm glad that Alvo that you brought up, uh, put in options for people who like playing both ways. I've, I typically always tend to uh, be in favor of options for the gamers. Let people play the way they want to play. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I think there's absolutely room for uh, those options to be in firewall. I think that, the, you know, we've, we've said it numerous times, the fairest way would be to you know, make the reload, the auto reload, just happen a little bit slower than you could do it manually. Um, so you can do that if you don't want to be distracted. But there is a benefit to putting in the work. Uh, but that's uh, you know whatever. That's you know for what it's worth. You know, people like people typically assume that that manual reloading takes longer than than auto reload. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that the highly competitive players that play every day, they're faster with manual reloading than, right. than people are with button press. Right. Like the, 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 the advantage is actually the reverse of what most people would assume. Right. In time, in time, once you, once you're, acc once you've acclimated right. to it, once you, and so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that does create an unfair advantage. You want everybody to be on the same playing field so that, you know, even these advanced players who are playing against, you know, relative noobs. Get good. Get, Get good. good. <laughs> Get good. Uh, the Wolf Craze with the $50 tip says, been a while since the last donation, so here you go. Uh, thank you very much, Wolf Craze. Pizza is on you tonight. Really appreciate you stopping by and hooking it up. Um, nice. Thank yeah. you. For reals. Uh, Magnum Gaming. I swear I'm getting to all I, I, the tips are all out of order. My apologies. So if you tipped, I'm getting to it. I promise. Magnum Gaming with the $5 tip. What are you doing? Where are you? I see Tornado's tail like just in the stacks of games back there, but I can't see the rest of her. It's just the tail going crazy. So she's fucking something up back there. Magnum Gaming with the five dollar tip says, "I don't like how Firewall Ultra changes to a scope screen, unlike Pavlov, which allows you to adjust the scope distance, allowing outside of scope view." Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I don't like that either. I haven't played it yet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree, though. I, it's, it's always cool when you can like actually look down the scope and you know it doesn't have to go to some other screen. Uh, Alhambra D. Catallurgic GameCat with the $5 tip says, off topic. Well, that's a perfect segue to get off this topic. Uh, I saw the trailer for Sprawl and thought it was lo-fi. I was losing my shit. P.S. I thought there was no games for PSVR 2. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's no Sprawl. games for PSVR 2. Are you Sprawl? Sprawl? Well, I just downloaded a trailer while we were shooting the shit here. So let's let me bring it up and we can see what Alejandro well, is I can't see about. your screen, but I'm going to look it up for myself. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the one that's called Sprawl Launch Teaser from a month ago. Okay. Uh, I'm go full screen wow. How this. did this get by me from a month ago? Is this VR? Can't be. Can't be. No, it looks too good to be VR. <laughs> it's the thing that nobody wants to say. I mean, games. I love the movement here. Like, you know, a lot, lots of jumping and shooting in midair, bullet time stuff while you're, you know, 
you know, has a little so bit of a Sorrento feel. They put a trailer out today. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it's VR. It's by Epic. Um, only has Steam listing. All right. Well, I feel you, man. I think I think uh, Lo-Fi is going to be radically different. But Tatum in the chest is Brawl's a boomer shooter. It's got, it does have that look to it. it does seem like it's going to be that. Um, cool. We'll uh, we'll just have to mod it. I'm not playing it flat. <laughs> exactly. And then we got Bonjour Miller with the five dollar tip. Kayak is only a tech demo, like VR Skater, to those who haven't spent enough time to learn to play well enough to at least get bronze in the races, I-M-H-O. Listen, I've kind of gone to bat for Kayak, um, very much saying I think that I, I, I think that there's more of a game there than people give it credit for. It's beautiful, uh, but it's, it's, it's all about you know learning to do it well, and I have not learned to do it well yet. Um, so... That's why I don't want to be too judgmental of it. No, thank you. You don't want to learn to do it well. No, no, especially. I mean, maybe I might would uh, if I could have people in there with me live playing yeah. like multiplayer. But even at that, I'm not sure that any of us would want to get in there and do that. Like the, the, the what that that title has a lot of value. But it's eye candy. That's that's the value of that. Get in there and go. Wow, look at that. Is that a turtle? Is that a dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When I, I'm actually surprised we don't have the multiplayer, the real time multiplayer yet for a kayak that was on their roadmap. It was supposed to launch right around the same time as the PSVR two version. Uh, you got to wonder what's holding them back uh, because I think that is going to get a lot more people back in there. Um, I, I'll definitely want to play it more uh, when. And that's the case. And that's and that's probably when I'll finally do a review. There's no point in me reviewing it now and then in a month from now they add multiplayer and everything changes. So um Macho X3, the real estate procrastinate in game cat rare with the five dollar tips is I I really hope in firewall PvE the bots don't automatically rush you and know where you are, like Pavlov. I need a fun tactical solo breach and clear. <clears throat> Guys, I've been I've been saying forever. Uh, this 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 is the mode you should be excited for. Uh, I haven't played it myself. Been hearing through the grapevine about this mode for a very long time, and uh, and, it, and it sounds like the team's excited about it. It sounds like everybody's excited about it, and uh, and I and I, th and I think that if they, if they didn't nail the AI, then then you know how could how could it possibly be that much fun? Uh, so more so than the four v four stuff, this is what I'm looking forward to uh, when the game launches tomorrow. Agreed. Agreed. This is something that, like, this is, I mean, it sounds like something that you can play by yourself. Like, you can play that by yourself, right? With, like, um, it's a good question. Bots. They said, they yeah. said you and up to three friends. And so, does that mean you need yeah. two people or can you literally just go in there by yourself? I hope that you can just go in there by yourself. I think so. Yeah. But we'll see. Hey, Wes, you mentioned that there's no platformers on PSVR 2 yet. That's true. Did you happen to catch the trailer for Max Mustard? I did. I did see <laughs> Max Mustard. This is coming to us from Toast Interactive, the developers behind Richie's Plank Experience. Yes, they still exist. And this is what they've been doing for the last 18 years since the last time we heard from them. Uh, I, dude, I, yeah, I got to say, when 
is it something that was as maybe innovative or or experimental with VR as Richie's Plank experience was? I was a little surprised to do, see them do something that's a little bit more commonplace, a little bit more expected. Uh, however, as you said, there's there's no platformers on PSVR two. We're all waiting for an Astrobot. Uh, we're we're excited for Ben. Uh, th- this week we need something like this, and I, and I love seeing in this trailer the third person stuff and the first person stuff because I really do. Lo- I think that's what makes uh, VR platformers unique from. And, and separates them from the flat screen platformers. Uh, so I, I do think that they they might they might be onto something good here. Yeah, yeah, man, it looks solid. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like like it's going to be on a level of Astrobot, but what is you know honestly? So it looks like it's good. It, it's certainly a genre that's um, underrepresented in the VR catalog and not represented at all in the PSVR catalog. And uh, yeah, man, it looks solid. It looks polished. A little cartoony, but that's not surprising. <laughs> a little cartoony. The, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a. The art style looks like a mobile game, and I don't mm. mean like mobile VR. I mean like it looks like something you'd play on your cell phone. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. It's clean. It looks clean. I'm sure it'll run great on all VR platforms and be crystal clear and colorful. Um, and you know. Uh, as long as the gameplay is challenging and uh, fun, uh, I'm sure it'll be great. You know, I'm, I'm, I have uh, decent expectations for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Macho does not want us to move on from the kayak conversation. With a $2 tip in the chat, Macho X3, the real estate procrastinating game cat with uh, says if kayak vr added a fishing mode it would sell out can you sell out of digital keys digital copies i don't think that's a thing but i do think uh he's on something i think that we we all would love catch and release in vr on psvr2 uh, that game already looks good on psvr1 i would love a more realistic kayak vr mirage looking catch and release uh so i'd be i'd be down with that i agree Agreed for sure. And maybe by a sellout, what he meant was like, like Metallica's load album. Maybe they'd be sellouts if they put fishing in their game. Is that is that what you think? No, no. I'm just saying. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I think selling out. <clears throat> Lots of VR developers. <laughs> Again, not on the run of show us, but since 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 I'm now thinking about it, um, uh, you know, fast travel games had this little tease recently. Uh, where they were like, they like gave us a a tease of an upcoming uh, multiplayer game that they're working on, right? And uh, and I was like, oh, good multiplayer from a team that so far hasn't quite mastered the single player game. Uh, and then who? Uh, this is also the same story as uh, Polyarch Games. Polyarch is you know actually very successful with their Moss series, and they're uh, and and now here they are doing Glass Breakers multiplayer game uh and and i feel like this all kind of started with um who are the farpoint devs impulse gear made this amazing well-crafted well-written uh first person shooter adventure uh scribed by rob yescombe and and then they go off and make larsenauts like is there some weird fucking 
thought out there that like to survive in the VR space or like to, or the next big thing in VR space is like multiplayer only games. I, I feel like, I feel like we're losing developers one by one to this weird theory. That They're all trying their hand at it and everyone sees the success stories and say, that's the way to go. But for every one of these ghost of Tabor games that uh, sell millions and millions of copies in early access, there's 10 that fail and no one ever really notices them. It's a very dangerous thing. It's like, I don't understand why this happened before VR, when it was all just traditional gaming, multiplayer was a great add on mode. You had a single player campaign and then the multiplayer was the bonus. But for some reason, when we came into VR, people just decided that they were just going to do the multiplayer thing without giving people something to do by themselves. And I think that that's been the kind of the downfall of a lot of these games is because um, they're not offering enough um, to players. And I don't care what you price it at. It's not just about the pricing. It's it's about, give you know... It, People invest their time in a game. If they invest their time in a game, it needs to be something that's worthy of your time. And for for me, and players like me, multiplayer by itself typically just isn't enough. Like, I'll I'll play multiplayer games. I'm excited for Firewall, for example. Um, but typically, I won't mess with it um, like I used to. Like like I used to be into uh, Halo multiplayer but that was only because i played all the way through halo and was good at that and then decided to test my skills out against people you know yeah i've uh i mean it wasn't till uh it wasn't till really starboard arena i think that uh anybody convinced me that i should be playing multiplayer games especially games that are multiplayer only uh definitely not my scene at all prior to vr um yeah i i mean it's just a different time and, and I, I don't think i i think that what developers are finding out and i think you know subsequently we're finding out as developers do is that making campaigns is more expensive right when when, mm-hmm. when basically all i have to do is make a, a few maps and a few character models and get and get and get the characters in there fighting each other in whatever way it is and i know i'm oversimplifying this right but that's even if it's like eight or nine maps that's infinitely smaller than what a single player campaign would entail doing. And then like, then you don't have to worry about narrative and you don't have to worry about to that as many voiceovers. You don't have to worry about I mean, so many things that go into a single player campaign. And so I'm, I'm a little nervous that these developers are doing this because it's just the cheaper option. Um, and I say nervous, but I think it's kind of obvious. That's exactly why they're doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really think about that, but absolutely true. Tatum in the chat says, so jealous of you Starblood Arena people. Yeah, if you miss out on Starblood Arena, my condolences. It was a, it was. We need a reboot. We need a reboot on PSVR 2. They could make it better, Brian. We could build him again. We could make him better, faster. You want to know a secret? Yes, please. I'll tell you after the show. I can't tell all these people. Yeah, uh, don't don't please don't read into that and think that like Starblood Arena is getting a reboot or that's coming. To, yeah, that's but we'll talk after the show. Um, there will be there'll be five articles out tomorrow, Brian. <laughs> yep, yep. That is uh, learned our lesson. Bonjour, Miller, with the five dollar tip says my point, Wes. I'm going to try to say it like him because I have no idea what the what this section is say. Is that it's more than eye candy. 
Also, when you race, he's still on about kayak. Also, when you race, possibly ghost like Mario Kart, possibly ghost like Mario Kart are there too. It's like bicycling with your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm aware. I am aware. I did try it. Just not for me. Because if you want, if you want everyone to fall in love with kayak, you need to make it more like Mario Kart and give and then give us turtle shells and or or whatever we need we need we need things to kill our opponents with this is video games we need guns i'm just kidding but yeah anytime someone goes oh we're making it ghost. like mario kart i'm like make it more like mario kart <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i don't know what we're fucking talking about anymore uh but i i, I feel like we should probably move on to uh what the the, the headline of the video in the thumbnail talks about release dates for uh, fucking tons of new PSVR two games, tons of new release dates, tons of new trailers. Uh, and the first one I want to talk about, uh, is it is Bulletstorm VR. Uh, was this today? Was this yesterday? Everything's running together. Wes, I have no concept of time anymore. Life is just a blur. It's all the day for me, bro. All right. Well then let's get this trailer up because it's not, it's not a long trailer, but I will say, that I'm very excited for what they showed here because uh, they're definitely showing some big set pieces. They're showing off some beautiful environments. I didn't play Bulletstorm when it was new on PS3 uh, and I never have. So this is gonna be a brand new adventure for me, uh, a brand new first person shooter. And I think it looks great. Uh, and I love like this big massive wheel that's like mowing shit down. Like it just, you know, these are things that are more impactful in VR. Uh, it's a, I think it's a great trailer that sells the game great and then ends with this awesome December 14th release date, which is amazing, Wes, because it's, I think, our first December game. Everything else is like, uh, you know, August, September, October. It's like we're getting pounded in these three months. And then finally somebody's like, we're going to let the release calendar breathe a little bit. And we're going to put our game out in December where no other games are coming out. Uh, what do you think of this trailer? Um, I'm ca I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I am super excited for the game because I think they picked a perfect game to bring the VR. The big set pieces, all the stuff you just said is, is true about this. And like you, I have not played it before. I do own it. I have the PS3 disc. I never played it. I just picked it up. It was on a sale. Super cheap at GameStop. But I never played it. Um, and I think that this is going to translate very well to VR. I think it's going to be fun. Um, my only kind of concern with it is that this is coming from Incubo and given the port that they just brought us for green hell, I'm concerned a little bit about it visually. Um, and this trailer doesn't really do much to kind of put that at ease because one, <laughs> the small print at the front game footage captured in engine which is translation, that means we, we captured this on PC. Um, and two, if you look at the footage in the trailer, in the distance, you can see all of that flickering and shimmering on social screen footage, Give mind you. not in This isn't in the headset, in social screen footage. You can see a lot of the same kind of visual muddiness that Green Hell has on PSVR 2. Uh, so I'm a little bit concerned that we might have some of that same kind of stuff here. And the fact that it's noticeable in this PC social screen footage, it doesn't do much to put the, my mind at ease in this regard. I agree with you. I was concerned also when I saw that it was coming from Incubo. Uh, that said, uh, 
here we are, you know, the, on the same day that we got the news from Incuvo that they're fixing Green Hell and they're improving the resolution and making, you know, listening to our complaints. It, it makes me wonder if they say, well, damn, we, we fucked up within, we fucked up with Green Hell. And, uh, and we know that this isn't going to cut it uh, when, when we launch Bulletstorm in four months. So hopefully this gives them enough time to say, let's, let's make sure that we don't launch Bulletstorm in the same state we did Green Hell. Uh, or, <laughs> or it's just going to come out and it's going to be low res. And then, they'll, you know, a, a week or two after the Bulletstorm launch, they're going to put out, issue a statement that says, we've heard your complaints. <laughs> We're, we'll be working on the resolution and all the other complaints you had. And we will let you yeah. know when there's a patch. That's a good point, and I do think that that's true. I think after people just kind of honestly gave them a lot of the 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 criticism the the points of the criticism were valid points the reaction and and the kind of um overwhelming negative response they got was it was too much like it wasn't there wasn't any like game breaking anything wrong with it again, I played completely through it uh, and I had a great time um so i think I think that that's I think that you're right. I think that that reaction could cause them to deliver a better product for us mm-hmm. four months from now when, when this thing launches. Uh, I'll also point out that Bulletstorm is not Green Hell, as in uh, Green Hell is a very demanding modern VR game that that or modern flat game that they're bringing in the VR. Um, Bulletstorm is an older game. It shouldn't be nearly as demanding on a technical side. So they should be able to get it dialed in just fine. Uh, and they should be able to deliver a, a, a very uh, competent VR port for this game. $40, Wes. $40 for a, uh, let's see, 12-year-old game. Um, so which, which I'm fine with. Right, it seems like it's got a pretty lengthy campaign. Uh, and, you know, they ditched the multiplayer for the single player release, single player VR release. Again, I'm fine with because I'm. We've got plenty of multiplayer games. I certainly could use a nice beefy single player adventure. You know, for my alone time. Forty dollars. Uh, so I really, really hope that that is a a fairly premium price when it comes to PSVR two. When it comes to VR in general, uh, you expect it to be polished at forty dollars. Uh, so. Yeah. Really hoping they get their shit together. Ten uh, percent discount with plus, so thirty six <laughs> before tax. Yeah, um, I, it doesn't bother me personally when I see forty dollar price tags on games. Again, we're living in a day and age where uh, traditional games are seventy plus dollars each. Um, so forty bucks for a polished VR game, um, it seems fair to me. I'm a little concerned with it being short, but if it's super polished, six plus hour campaign, uh, I'll I'll be fine with it. Um, I am a little bit <clears throat> amused though, uh, because uh, you know, I think it was when Green Hell was announced for thirty dollars, people were concerned because it was too cheap and they didn't think it was going to be very good. Am I right about that? Was it Green Hell? Crossfire. Crossfire. Yeah, Crossfire okay. we all thought was going to be 40 or 50 then they announced 30 and we were like, "Uh-oh." Like that's that's a weird right. reaction, right? We're like, "Oh good, it's cheap." Oh right. no. Right. And now now this one comes out at $40 and people are like, "Bullshit. That's too much money, you know." So <laughs> I, I think through all of this what we've learned is that the sweet spot <laughs> is $35. 34.99. Got it. Uh, so Synapse fucking killed it. Good job, Endreams. <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, we've got, dude, I don't even know what, where to go with this. We've got a lot of fucking tips rolled in. So, uh, everybody put your feet up, grab a beer, order some pizza. Uh, it's tip time. Oh, what do you got? What do you got in the flask? Oh, it's the frack bottle. Yeah, it is the frack bottle. I'd like to lie and say it's something good, but it's just water. Um, okay. You want some coffee? I have plenty. It's all over the place. This, this games cast games cast brought to you by the blurriest coffee on the face of the planet chameleon organic chameleon. cold brew yeah it's organic fucking good brew. man and it is like you're supposed to mix this with shit but they're like don't drink it straight i'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> ryan's doing shots mm-hmm. of espresso in a bottle bro i was the guy walking around the party with a bottle of vodka um just taking pulls out of the bottle like I was not, ma- I was not doing mixed drinks or drinking beer, just carrying around the handle of vodka. Like you, if you ever saw me walking around in Tennessee, I always had a handle of vodka in my hand. Also, uh, as of August first, ten years sober. Nice, congratulations. Just saying. I, I think uh, I did that very same thing, Brian, a couple of times. Once was with Slayer. The band. We just passed a bottle of nice. absolute Centron around. How did you meet Slayer? Uh, I feel like this this you're burying the lead here. How did you meet Slayer? Well, there there's a there is a, a fairly long story to that, but I'll I'll condense it. Um we were very young at the time. one of my um like my favorite hobby when I was growing up was going to like metal shows. And we often would um after the show find the buses, hang out, wait for the bands to come out. And we would talk. I've met a lot of people. I've met Rob Zombie. I've met Pantera multiple times. Uh, I mean, I, I could sit here and just Megadeth and just like, I could go down the line of all these bands. Some of them pretty big, pretty big stars that, that we met. Um, but this specific time, we weren't going to do that. Uh, we were just going to go home. But we had parked at a Walgreens. And apparently there was a sign somewhere in the parking lot that you can't park here. And they towed our car. So so it's like 1 a.m. We're out of town. We're in downtown Cincinnati. Young kids, like probably 19 or whatever. And, uh, you know, no car, no, no way to get it because it's the middle of the night. So we just walk back up to uh, Bogart's and... Um, Go out to the buses, and sure enough, there, there's the bands are out there. It was uh, American Head Charge, there was Chimera, and then there was Slayer. Uh, so I sit there, and it was um, myself, my friend Chris, uh, Jeff Hanneman, um, and Tom Araya. And we just sit and pass the bottle around. I got to ask him questions about, you know, shooting the Seasons in the Abyss video and just like, uh, it was a cool experience, and then we had no money and no place to go after after that was all over. It's the middle of the night in Cincinnati, and the police uh, ended up dropping us off at a Roach Motel. We stayed for like twenty bucks. They told us not to go outside; that we might get shot if we go outside. Just to stay in until the morning, which we did, and then we got our car and we went home. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, as you're telling the story, I mean, like I've met a couple bands, but like I don't know. It sounds like you've just got like this slew of them, um, I, and I don't think yeah. anybody cares about the people that I've met. Although I did meet Brand New, I got to go backstage because my uh, one of my friends from high school was the sound guy for Brand New uh, for years. Um, <clears throat> 
But yeah, I mean, no one cares. I don't think anyone cares about Super Drag. Does anybody in the chat know who Super Drag is? Because I like, I, I remember fucking, the name. I get to party with them like at least once, like all fucking night. Um, but yeah. Anyway, dude, we're gonna get back on track. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the story, though. That was awesome. And, and, and Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, make sure that is time fucking stamped right there. The, <laughs> <laughs> the time that Wes met Slayer. Um, Shen Miazo with the five quid says, "Don't games like Vertigo Two prove a good campaign can be done for a manageable budget?" Uh, Wes, I'm going to assume something, and maybe you can correct me and see. Tell me if my assumption is correct or not. Um, Vertigo Two was developed by basically one dude, right? And then, I, when when you when you ha when you're a one person development team, I feel like you have a luxury that certain studios do not. Right, you get to kind of develop it as you're working in your spare time, as you're working your other job. You still have money rolling in, and you just fucking release it when it's done. And that means if it took five years to make the game, then it took five years to make the game, and like you know, you're not beholden to investors and stuff like that. And so I feel like you know these one-person dev teams are in a much different situation than like even somebody like Endreams. Is that is that do you think that's the case? That's absolutely true, and it, this is a very uh, special, specific case um with regards to that because we're, we're talking about a guy here that was uh working at valve when he was 16 years old you know what i mean like or, or something like that he was very young working at valve he worked on half-life alex he made some money while he was getting his education and then um uh, at the same time he, he published his own game vertigo way back a long time ago which did all right people liked vertigo um and then he started developing and building the engine for Vertigo 2. And as he's started working on Vertigo 2, he rebuilt Vertigo, the original Vertigo, in that engine and released it again as Vertigo Remastered, which did very well. $30 game did very well. And then um, and then uh, he's, he's just been working on Vertigo 2 all this time. It took, it's taken, I think, seven years Jesus. for him to build this game. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's had good means of income the whole time whether that be from his work at valve from the income from vertigo and vertigo remastered he's had enough funding to live and then if your bills are paid all you have to do is just be motivated enough to get up and work on your game you know what i mean every day for seven years so kudos to him for sticking it through it probably would have taken me twice as long but uh but yeah i mean Time, you hear people often use the, the phrase, time is money, time is money. That very much is the case in software development. You, you can get stuff out more quickly because if you have more money to hire more people to do it. Otherwise, um, if you don't have the money, then it's just going to take time. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, I, on a, certainly on some level, what, what he's saying here is true that these one guy dev teams are proving that it doesn't take much to make a good game. But on the other hand, it does take a lot. It takes a lot of time uh, if you don't have money. Right. Uh, I feel like this is, a, this is the exact same thing we're seeing with lo-fi as well. Um, you know, um, why did I just completely forget the dude's name? Who's making lo-fi. Blair Renaud, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been making that game for the better part of five years as well, right? And so... Mm -hmm. You know, he's just going to put it out when it's fucking done. And so, um, you know, this is, and this is why, like, you know, when, when people, when people 
uh, give indie developers a hard time or say, oh, another small game, another small dev team, whatever. Like, no, we, we are, we need this for VR, right? These, these are people who are willing to put in the time when, you know, even small indie teams aren't willing to put in five years and, uh, and, and roll the dice and see if they can actually recoup the loss of spending five years developing a PSVR 2 game or, or, or VR game at all. Um, that's a lot of people you've got to pay for five years or, or even a few years. Um, and so I think that's why we're, you know, we've sort of returned to this shorter dev cycle for VR because the returns are lower. And so you see a lot of VR games like, you know, develop development starts and ends all within a year and a half, two years most. Um, so, yeah. So we see a lot of shorter games too. Um, okay. This is, I've just been copying and pasting, uh, tips. So, um, Looper, the underground game cat says you can kill your opponents in kayak. Miles proved it. <laughs> is is our penguins opponents? I don't know. Uh, they are your Batman. What's up? Uh, said they are if you're Batman. So good. I can't believe it took me more than a second to get that. Macho X3, the real estate procrastinating game cat with the $5 tip says, Wes, this is exactly the reason we had to make a stink about green hell. He's talking about Bulletstorm. Uh, so they know we expect better from them moving forward. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, my, my only problem was with game reviewers um, acting like these were game-breaking bugs and that the game was just shit and not good at all. Um, well, I won't say that was my only problem. That was one of my problems. My other problem uh, is with people who were being disingenuous and doing it for clicks and attention. You know for what sure. I mean? Um, but I, I have no, no problem with people being critical of these things. I mean, we even said it, um, we, we said it on Friday and I think the fair assessment of this release is that it is a bad port of a good game. It's a bad port of a good game. Um, but it's still a good game. You know what I mean? To say it's not is being disingenuous. I feel Right. I found the same thing with like Doom 3. When we get Doom 3 on PSVR 1, like it's like, yeah, you could be like, yeah, the, the, the scaling is off and uh, and it, it's not as sharp as it could be. But holy crap, what a fucking amazing game. So sometimes even like a not so great port of a really good game can still be really good. But this is the Internet, Wes, where everything is either the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. And there's no fucking gray area in between or that's how it is, according to YouTubers. Um, and I'm doing my absolute best to. Uh, be a little bit more uh, thoughtful in my critiques than that. Uh, and I want you guys, I want you guys to keep me honest too. Like I, I always listen to everybody's responses. People, you know, when, when people tell me I'm being too positive about things, people say that I'm being too critical on things. I listen guys. And, uh, and you know, this is a learning process and it's been fun learning with you guys, learning on camera, like for fucking years now. I think the channel's seven years old. Nope. Eight years old. Right, I'm still learning every single day. Uh, and thank you guys for being here for that. Phil Marshall with the five quid says, thanks guys for all you do for VR. Is there a chance we could get Lone Echo on PSVR 2? Is this Ready, Ready at Dawn? Is that who made that? Yeah, Ready at Dawn, and they are owned by Meta. So I would say that it's highly unlikely that we'll ever get Lone Echo on a PlayStation platform, unless we come into some magical new era of cooperation where Sony lets Meta have some of their exclusive stuff while Meta trades some of their stuff, which is possible. But in today's current climate, I wouldn't call it likely. Yeah. 
Uh, it would be nice though, because I think that as much as I love uh, exclusives, I think exclusives always become end up being more polished and you know, uh, and just kind of show off uh, whatever headsets uh, capabilities are better. Uh, I, I think that we exclusive it's just a bad time to have exclusives. I feel like we need to share the wealth. Uh, because that that's the only way the VR community is going to grow. Like, who, it doesn't even matter at this point if you're buying a Quest Two or going to buy a Quest Three or if you get a, you know PSVR Two PC, whatever. It, it really doesn't matter. Like the 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 audience just needs to grow. Um, so it doesn't even matter you know where you're buying this shit as long as people are still getting into VR. Um, that's what's going to be important for our future. Agreed. Agreed. Mostly, I, I am a big proponent for exclusives, but I I agree with the sentiment that there isn't real there isn't real competition right now. We're all still very much in the uh, we're all going to you know rise or sink together at this point. Like VR is VR, and it doesn't matter what platform you're playing on. I swear I've got words coming. Um, <laughs> Waleed is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger with Canadian $5 tips. Says, Just wanted to say you guys are one of the best things in my life. Thank you. Also, what if Sony drops PSVR 2 Wi-Fi wireless on the Quest 3 launch? Okay, let's take the first part first, Chuck. Um, thank you. You guys are the best thing in my life as well. Um, sure Wes agrees with that statement yep I thousand percent agree with that oh well I mean my wife might be watching I mean my wife and my kids are number one but you're number two bro thank you all of you you guys are number one for me just saying uh says so what if Sony drops PSVR 2 Wi-Fi wireless on the Quest 3 launch uh I mean so here's the problem I, that that statement implies that sony cares <laughs> like at all about competing uh or or you know just trying to be in that space and i, and I just don't think that they do I, I i think that they've like yep here's the headset and uh you know we'll give you a couple games here and there uh and you know luckily third party support's fantastic and we'll pay a couple studios here and there to bring their games over uh but like i don't i don't think it's this massive they're not going to be make these massive marketing moves or massive uh um, competitive moves to make sure that PSVR two is like, you know, going to remain cutting edge or com competitive with other headsets. I, th I think they've got an amazing headset and it's going to be just naturally competitive for a few years. Um, and until VR takes off, I don't, I don't think they're going to, sorry, more sirens on my end. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to make these dramatic moves like you're hoping they will. Yeah. I don't, that's a valve move. Like that's something valve would do is kind of try to concurrently announce something when, Meta's trying to do something. They've done it before. When Quest One was announced, the first standalone head VR headset, uh, that's when Valve Index was also announced. Um, I don't think Sony. Uh, I've said it before. Sony's trying to win over PS Five gamers. They're not trying to win over Quest gamers so much. Um, but that aside, I do think that the wireless thing is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, but for multiple reasons, I do think that we will see either an accessory or a wireless version at some point down the road. It would be nice. Um, Wally is now a game cat also throws us a Canadian $2 tip. 
saying congratulations on the 10 years sober, Brian. Awesome commitment. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Alejandro D, cat allergic game cat. Again, I've got tips all over the place, so deal with me as I sort them out. Um, says, sorry for the mislead. Uh, he was on a, uh, gave us the non VR game earlier in the show uh, that we watched the trailer for. Uh, sorry for the mislead, but it was the in the future game show, and the description was a shooter in a cyberpunk mega megalopolis. Megalopolis. There's probably a better way to say that. Megalopolis. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's understandable that you would think that that's what it was. I think, at least. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Silver Nexus with the twenty dollar tip. Says, get some wings for the pizza order tonight. You deserve it. Dude, wings wings are always good. Love Agree. Maybe let's get wings instead of pizza. I don't know. Uh, Bonjour Mille with a $2 tip. Says, hopefully Resident Evil 4 doesn't have the jank of Resident Evil 8. And then he writes W-D-I-T-B-D, which I don't fucking know what it means. I even Googled it, and I can't figure out what it means. Hopefully it means psych, because there's not a whole lot of jank in Village that I experienced thus far. How cool is it that this thing's going to be playable at Tokyo Game Show, Brian? I didn't catch if you all reported on that yet, but I'm sure you have. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe we did. I think I think maybe on Monday's show, uh, we, we briefly talked about it, um, just, just in the sense that, like, you know, here we are drowning in games, and, and here's one that's just on the horizon. We don't know even when it's coming. Um, uh, I guess while we're on the topic, okay, you know, one, one thing here, here, real quick here, <laughs> since, since we just spent a lot of time talking about vertigo too, uh, I want to make sure that we didn't forget to mention that today's announcement on future game show <laughs> that we got a release date and God damn it, Wes, the release date, October 24th, we were, we were watching it in uh, we were watching it in voice chat. And, uh, and, and me and Tatum were both like December, 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 right? Because like there's Bulletstorm coming in December. And if Vertigo 2 was the only other PSVR 2 game to come out in December, what an amazing month that would be just those two games, right? Because we're only we're probably only getting games for the first couple weeks at best uh, because then it's like everybody shuts down for the holidays. And we don't get games until like midway through January. Um, and so, but, but. But they fuck. They're dropping it at the end of fucking October, Wes, which is this Spooky is so Game incredible. Central, which is ten, tennis on court. I mean, it's there's already like seven other games coming out in October, and then they boom drop this one on us too. I say it's looking pretty bad for tennis on court right now. Is what <laughs> I would say. Like, like, I don't know. I'm gonna have time for that until like mid November sometime. Yeah. Um, this is amazing to me, Brian, because I happen to know for a fact that it was just a couple of months ago that Zach was exploring the idea of possibly porting to PSVR 2. And now we're here we are, and we're going to have this thing in less than two months, according to this. That is incredible. Like, the, you know, we reported in the, in the build-up to PSVR 2's launch that Sony was trying to build a system that made it easy for for developers to port their games mm -hmm. to PSVR 2. Case in point right here, and I don't know if Perp Games has is, is brought somebody in to kind of lend a hand and help with porting here, 
but I mean, we're talking about a one man studio bringing their game over to PSVR two from PC in a matter of months. And that's incredible because yeah. it's a great game. I mean, it's, it's one of the front runners for game of the year. And, um, I'm glad I didn't finish it now. I, I almost finished it because I thought, you know, if we get this this year, it'll probably be late this year. And I need to play it for the game of the year discussion. Uh, so I was going to play it because I didn't think we'd get it soon enough for me to play through it on PSVR 2. But now I'm 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 dropping the PC version. I'll finish it on PSVR 2 when it comes out in October. Um, I want to I want to go on the record in defense of tennis on court, please. And say that I'm as somebody who doesn't give a fuck about, I mean, I, I used to play tennis just like, you know, recreationally. It was fun. I thought, you know, good exercise and fun. You know, I don't know. One of those things that like, you're like, you play and you're like, Oh, am I good at this? That's weird. I didn't expect to be good at this. Um, Cause I'm not terribly athletic. I don't like being outside. And then I did it a girl in college. that was like, you want to play tennis? And I was like, no, but whatever. Yeah, because I could give back to this relationship a little bit, and um, and I ended up really enjoying tennis. And so, like, uh, I'm I'm oddly excited for uh, for for tennis on court, especially since there's doubles mode. You know, getting four people in there, spectator mode. That means there's going to be a lot of more. There will allow to have even more than four people in a lobby, um, and you know, just other people hanging out and watching. I hope I hope a lot of people can spectate because I think that would be fucking hilarious. I agree with everything you said. I think it's going to be probably a very good game my point is <laughs> vertigo yeah. 2 i know madison happy Funland. i mean just uh you know we go right down the line there was so many more than i can think of right now games that are coming out during october that i need to play like yeah. i want to play the tennis game but i need to play all these other games yeah i mean likely five nights at freddy's help wanted to vr like that game got announced and then we haven't heard a fucking peep about that game. That's very likely coming in October. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seventh guest. Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that yet. Oh, right. We'll get, we'll get there. I swear. Um, but since we have the Resident Evil 4 trailer running right now, um, Moen H uh, asks in the chat, when will the Resident Evil 4 VR mode be released? Dude, honestly, I've been, I've been saying since they announced it that this will be a great holiday game. Uh, it's really sell the PSVR two headsets over the holiday. Give you know, uh, give people this this game that was almost universally ten out of ten on every single website when it was reviewed on the flat screen. Here it is, you know, this, the 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 pinnacle of gaming this generation on PSVR two. Here you go. Uh, that would sell headsets, but part of me is like, man. They just get so much going on that they don't really even need it this holiday season. Like maybe you push that into 2024 a little bit. Not that I want them to do this, but push it into 2024 a little bit, you know, and then you release this, then you release Wander, Fragments of Fate, and you've just got like these fucking amazing games that make PSVR 2 the go-to place for AAA, over-the-top, high-quality VR gaming. And it's like, it's just... At that point, once these games are out, it's going to be undeniable that this is one of the best places to game to game in VR. Yeah, that's what I was. I've been expecting. I've been expecting that we wouldn't see this until uh, you know next year. You know, a year after Village came out at the earliest, before we saw Resident Evil Four VR came out. This this demo makes me think that that might not be the case. That we might actually see it this year. 
which is crazy. That's crazy. Two two triple A Resident Evil VR games in one year would be nuts. Yeah. How long? How long before? Um. You know, obviously, it's a different situation because we were waiting for the PSVR two to actually launch. But uh, how long before? The PSVR 2 launched, were they doing the village demos in Japan? Do you remember that? I don't remember the time frame. Uh, I don't know. But I do remember that. You know, once it once once they've got all the mechanics down, once everything just kind of works, uh, you know, the game's already been created. So very exciting. Right. It's a very exciting time to be. Here. I mean, it's pretty universally held that. Resident Evil 4 Remake is the best one, the best of the remakes, which is incredible because there's been some good ones. Resident Evil 2 Remake specifically is very good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for this and can't wait to play it. Dude, if, they, and if they've got this great relationship with Capcom, or if they're obviously paying Capcom lots and lots of money um, to do this for them, uh, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you just keep going with it and just be like, Resident Evil 2 remake, let's do that in VR now. You know, Resident Evil 3 re remake, let's do that in VR now. I, I, Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah. VR remade. I forgot, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so speaking of October, we did get a new trailer today, or maybe it was yesterday because I can't keep my days straight, for the seventh guest. Um. Wes, remind me, because I have too many co-hosts to keep track of. Did you play the seventh guest back uh, when it was an early CD-ROM game, flat screen? No. No, I didn't play the original one. I was very aware of it. Um, I, I want to say that this was this was either like a PC game at the time, or it was on a system that I didn't really own at the time. Uh, but that's from many, many decades of memory and abuse to my brain so i could be completely off about that <laughs> um but no i did not play it um i do remember because this was sort of kind of the thing i was in at that time like the the onset of cd-rom gaming was amazing to me because of this ability to play live action video during a game um that was incredible i mean we we came off of you know we were coming off of the the super nes generation where it was amazing that we had games that kind of look cartoony and then we come from that into the cd-rom generation where it looked like a movie uh so i was very much into this i remember it and remember being impressed by like what i was seeing in video game magazines and stuff but no i never actually played the game yeah i'm with you something i was very uh very curious about um and i don't th i don't think we had like CD-ROM in our, I'm going to assume at this point, a 386 or 486 computer uh, in our house. And uh, just, I, and I think I might have, I might have probably already jumped ship to uh, like console gaming at that point, Sega Genesis. And so uh, as, as much as it was something that I was very, very interested in, especially, you know, because it had the horror vibe to it, um, I was, I was a little sad that I missed out on. And so uh, very happy that I'll be playing through this for the first time in VR. Uh, I feel like this game came back to me. Uh, so y you know, you wanted me back in the day. Here I am. And and the great thing about it, the the thing that really excites me most about this, and everyone isn't going to love this game because they're very much keeping that same point and click format to yeah. it. Uh, so a lot of people are going to think that it's a dated 
uh, format for a VR game. What I love about it is the same way that the original game kind of was a, a demonstration of the power of live action video in gaming. This remake is doing the same thing for volumetric video, which is something we haven't seen in VR games very much at this point, which is like live action video, but 360 and you can move through it, move through space in real time. Um, which again, I've, I've played around a little bit with on PC in some non game like content, but we've never really seen anything like this in a game yet, which, um, It'd be interesting to see how well it translates. You said it's not for everybody because it's gonna it, it does have that point and click thing going on, uh, or that feel of a point and click adventure game, uh, even though it's not on rails or anything like that, like the original one was. Uh, you couldn't just move freely around the mansion. You kind of have to select different places. This you're obviously moving freely around in. Um, I I think this is going to not appeal to as many people because it's not actually. I'm assuming that it's not going to be scary, right? I think people looking for like a scary game yeah. uh, are going to be disappointed by this unless they've done something radically different. But there is a level of cheese that I think inherently comes along with using that full motion video type thing. You're, you know, the it's volumetric guess in VR, but I think the real, I, I think using these real people and stuff, it, it's just a little bit cheesy. And I, and I think that any kind of uh, tension that could be delivered just won't be and i'm sure that's intentional they're not trying to make a horror game here they're trying to make a spooky game that's filled with puzzles uh so i, I think we got to go into this kind of like in the right mindset right it's like one of those old uh like disney haunted mansion style movies right it's not going to be yeah scary like it's going to be spooky i think i think you nailed it I think you absolutely nailed it. Uh, but uh, I, dude, I, I've got to say I'm excited because uh, here we are. Uh, I, I was I was getting a little doubtful about Vertigo games. It's like, man, they, they're talking about getting Seventh Guest out. They're talking about getting Arizona Sunshine 2 out. Both of those games had 2023, just like vague release windows. And, and here we go. One of two now has a firm release date, uh, which we found out in this trailer. October 19th. Yep. Yep. And and they, they got to get these games out, Brian, and they've already started uh, paving the way for their Metro VR announcement. <laughs> what is, can you, can you clarify this for me? Uh, obviously we had this big conversation uh, about paradox of hope, uh, you know, the, the copyright infringement that, that was a topic on Monday. Um, what, what is the vertigo connection to the Metro series? Uh, they, they Vertigo was acquired by uh, Embracer Group, which mm -hmm. owns the the IP for Metro. So when we heard that Vertigo had all of these games coming out, it was announced during a Meta gaming showcase that Vertigo had four uh, games coming to Quest. Uh, one of them being After the Fall. Uh, the others we now know are The Seventh Guest and uh, Arizona Sunshine Two. There's one more coming. Uh, very likely could be Metro VR. This is a treat for the audio listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, also, also shout out to Nick over there uh, at, who, who made Paradox of Hope and, and uh, kind of just, you know, kind of had the rug pulled out from underneath him. 
I reached out to him on on Discord, and he actually wrote back to me. And uh, I didn't realize that he is a, another one of these single person development teams. Uh, mm-hmm. He was doing Paradox of Hope all on his own. And uh, and you know, as as we speculated on Monday, the PSVR two version was a ways out. Like it was certainly going to be. Oh, we still have you know six, eight, twelve months left in developing this PC VR version, uh, and then we'll start doing the PSVR two version. Um, but I'm very curious to see what he does next because obviously very talented individual and you know the next game that uses these mechanics I think is going to be pretty cool. Hopefully it doesn't get him in trouble. It's a good game. Even its early access state, it's a good game today. So unfortunate that this happened to him. You're right. He's a great dude, by the way, um, and talented. So yeah, unfortunate that um, he's being taken advantage of in this way. Um, but uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back stronger uh, for it, you know, because now he's looking to align with the publisher and, um, and that's just going to allow him in, in the end to, to ship a better game anyway. So, uh, and then the last trailer I want to share with everybody today, uh, this, I, I think this one's definitely going to go under the radar. Um, and oddly, there's no release date associated with this, which is mind boggling because I feel like, Agreed. <laughs> I feel like we just we, we've been hearing about this game for the better part of two, three years now. Tin Hearts, uh, the flat screen yeah. version came out already, and we still don't know when the VR version is coming out. But this trailer, Wes, looks kind of awesome, don't you think? Have you seen the trailer? I'm sorry. Ser- I- are you being serious? No, I have seen the trailer. Okay. Like I, I, I think the game <laughs> looks awesome. I don't think it's the best trailer. Um, you know, listen, if you're if you if you ever host Gamescast, and I'm talking to every single person out there, if you ever host Gamescast, and then when you end a sentence, the response is from Wes, "Are you being serious?" You know, you've probably just said something wrong. <laughs> no, the the game the game looks good. The trailer footage is just shaky. Like you can see True. the dude's heartbeat. You can see his heart beating. <laughs> yeah, in the trailer footage, like they put no stabilization on it whatsoever. Um. You could do better, Wired. We we got your back. Just hit us up. Um, the game, the game, um, yeah, the game is very polished. It was polished three years ago when I played it. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a little bit dumbfounded why we haven't seen this one yet. It doesn't look any different. Like it looks like the exact same game that I played all those years ago. So I'm I'm curious to know what they've done with it. Uh, with that said, I didn't finish it before. Maybe they were finishing out the later levels of the game, and mm-hmm. maybe that's what they've been working on. Um, but this is very much like a, a Lemmings-style flow puzzler. Um, but unlike something like Humanity, this has a very well-told story, good cinematic sequences with good production and voice acting, uh, a touching story, um, a good game. I'm curious about this. I'm curious because I was very impressed with it when i played it years ago uh i'm curious to see how well it's going to hold up uh versus today's modern vr games but the given the style of game that it is i think it'll do just fine for fans of this genre Um, but i would expect that we will see this very soon probably before the end of the year it's funny because what turned me off of humanity was i was like yeah i played lemmings when i was a kid but lemmings always kind of falls into this category of like i kind of played it because it was the only game we had right 
and somehow we I guess, somehow we also got oh no more lemmings and like lemmings 3d is like lemmings just is always around i don't know why we had so many lemmings games um and i played because we had it. it was a pet paper boy just wasn't a fan of the games themselves but i just ended up playing a lot of it and um <clears throat> and, and and so when i saw humanity i was like oh you know what I don't know if this is what I want to be playing in VR, um, but because of the way you interact with things in this version of a Lemming-style puzzler, it's so much more appealing to me, right? Because you're actually getting your hands in there, you're putting blocks down, you're giving them places to ricochet off of, um, and, and, I'm, and I'm very, very curious to see all the tools and obstacles at your disposal here. Uh, this to me seems just far more satisfying than humanity and humanity got rave reviews. So I'm not trying to put that down. I think just for my tastes, this is where it's at when it comes to this style of game. For sure. And, and, and the scale of it's so much better too. Um, like the, the idea is here that you're, you're, you're trying to move these toys from one spot to the other, you know, get them to their goal. Uh, but this, as you go on, this begins to span the whole room. So like literally you're moving around this room, kind of using the items in the room to, to build out platforms and, and paths for these things to walk. And um, yeah, I mean, some of these can get rather long and intricate. Um, and it's fun. It kind of reminds you a little bit of um, Gadgeteer almost in the way it plays. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's, it's pretty good. And it, ma it made me wonder how much freedom you actually have, right? Because you said Gadgeteer, and it's like, man, Gadgeteer gave you so much freedom. And here, it, it seems like it looks like you have that kind of freedom, but I don't actually know. And if you if you do have a ton of freedom to get these little characters from one end of the room to the other, then, yeah, you can sign me up. I could probably lose a lot of hours in this. I seem to want to think, while you do have a good amount of like tools at your disposal, it's not on that scale that, that Gadgeteer's on. Like, you have a toolbox and a half in that game. Um, also, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that this was node-based teleport. Like, there are areas of the room that you just kind of move yourself to instead of walking around freely. Um, but again, this was a long time ago. I might be wrong about that as well. Yeah, I, I, feel, like, <clears throat> I feel like this game would benefit from the... Um... <sighs> like townsman style of movement where you like kind of grab the room and kind of move yourself around like that. You don't need a, like an actual analog stick, you know, it gets kind of more precise pulling your ghostly godlike body. That's what I loved about Gadgeteer. Like I, I took, um, it was in the early days of quest two. I took my quest with me on a, a trip where my, I was staying in a small hotel room with my family of five. There wasn't really any room to play VR, but I, me being a night out, everyone's asleep. I want to play a game or something to pass the time. I was able to play Gadgeteer while laying in bed because <laughs> of the movement, because I could pull myself around and put myself right where I needed to be. So I agree. I like that style for a game like this. And I love playing video games in bed. VR would be interesting. Quest 3, bro. Tiny, compact. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe. 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 I don't know. I just got rid of my quest two. I'll probably get a quest three. I think we all know that it's unavoidable. Uh, we got a couple tips, and then we're going to play a little 20 questions. We got Grandpa Barbecuer Game Cat. That's just hard to fucking read, but it's a great name. Grandpa Barbecuer Game Cat with the Australian $5 tip. Maybe I didn't say it with a strong enough Australian accent. It probably rolls off the tongue that way. It says, off topic, has anyone used these ceiling hook systems that keep your PSVR 2 cord off the floor? 
and follows you around in the play area? Um, I personally haven't. This has never been a problem for me, this cable. I play seated most of the time anyway. I can say that my co-host, Eric, does use this and he swears by it. Like, he loves it. He says it's great. So it's the next best thing to just having a wireless solution. Mm. So I guess if you get a good one and it's set up correctly, it can be a game changer for people who like to move around a lot. Um, I actually have the uh, the Kiwi Design ones uh, in my ceiling right now. Like I'm looking at them. That's why I'm not staring at the ceiling. I'm not just ignoring you guys. Um, and uh, how dare you? How dare I, you roll your eyes, Brian? Seriously, fuck that, Brian. Disrespectful. Guy. So disrespectful. Um, and they are quality. The, if you're going to get them, if you're going to get these pulley systems, get the Kiwi Design ones. They are just. They ooze quality, man. Like when 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 you pull that string, when you pull that pulley, like it just you can just tell that everything was made with top quality ingredients. Mixed them up in a bowl and put them in the oven, four hundred degrees for thirty five minutes. Um, good stuff, and they're they're relatively cheap too. Uh, I used it for PSVR one for a while, but um, but when PSVR two showed up, I um, I honestly just dude, it's been seven six months, seven months, and I, and I. I feel like it just showed up yesterday. Like I plugged the thing in. I was like, I got to get to work. <laughs> and I feel like it's still <laughs> in that same position where it's like, just I plugged it in and I have to get to work. The cords like all across the floor and shit. Like it's just, it's like in the middle of my living area, but it's because I use it all the fucking time. Um, but I do recommend the, uh, the Kiwi design pulley systems. They're, they really are. They really are great. Um, and you get a lot of pulleys in there too. You don't just get like a couple, you get like, I got like, it felt like I got like six or seven or something. So you can really get elaborate with your shit. Kill a cell seven, seven, seven forever uh, with a $3 tip sends us a Shiba dog raising an arm to greet someone asking, how's it going? I love when you copy and paste an emoji and it tells you a description of the emoji. Thank you. Kill a cell. We love you. Bonjour. Miller. It's just fun saying, man. Can't get enough of that. I wish everybody was named Bonjour Miller, so I could just say it all day long. $2 tip says, is Wes vaping while live? Restart the stream. <laughs> Sometimes I do, especially on these ones that go for two hours. Like, yep. It helps. It's, it's, be it's better that I'm calm and patient instead of sitting here fucking jonesing out for a vape. Whenever you have to spend two hours with Brian Paul, you better fucking vape. <laughs> It's and I, and I will say it's better it's better than Miles drinking red wine on a Friday night. I think I think the results are infinitely better. I'm gonna say I'm gonna send Miles a vape pen because I don't think he should drink Word. on the show. Um, my, no offense, Miles, I love you. Macho X3, the real estate procrastinating game cat. The five dollar tip says, just so we're all aware, <laughs> Crossfire NPCs are bullet sponges. Uh, no one or two shot headshots, no realism, 15 to 20 rounds just to take one guy down. Very arcadey, just FYI. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely fucking, it has arcade written all over it. Yeah, I think we've been very, very, very clear about this since we uh, played it at GDC. This is an arcadey game. The, 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 I mean, the, there's a lot to like about it, but a military sim, this is not like. <laughs> This is an arcade game with elaborate set pre pieces and triple A like level 
of um, production quality that you can play with your friends. There's a ton of content. There's a bunch of different gameplay modes. Um, it's a quality title, but a simulation, it is not. <laughs> Ian Stanbridge says Wes needs drugs to get through talking with Brian. I understand. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we're all on the same page that I am the cause of everyone else's addictions. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like Brian's ten years sober. I'm like, hey, that's that's great, man. Good for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I want to make it clear. Like I've, I, I, alcohol was the only thing I had a problem with. I definitely went through my phases with drugs, lots and lots and lots of drugs. Um, and I probably could say I was addicted to quite a few substances for quite a while. But all of that stemmed from my alcohol abuse. Like I never once was, never once was at three a.m. Uh, and I was sober. And said, "Let's go get an yeah. eight ball." Like that was never the case. I never, you know, yeah. it, I never started the night that way. It was always alcohol that brought me to those places. So, like, you know, yeah. I, I, I find drugs to be great, and I find uh, marijuana to be great. Uh, and you know, if I was to dabble in any of those things, I find that one hundred percent acceptable for my sobriety. Um, alcohol is the thing that really fucking killed me. Um, and the second I start drinking again. I say it because it's going to happen. Like I promised myself if I turn 60 and I'm still sober, let's fucking rock it, dude. Um, yeah, the channel's over. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> I, I choose one or the other, man, and I always choose alcohol over everything else. That's why I had to quit. That's crazy to me. I never considered myself an alcoholic, although I was drinking daily for years. I never, like, I, I, when, if you would ask me what my problems were back then, I would have told you something else you know yeah um, i think i was addi addicted to a great number of things uh and there for a while uh, all at the same time so um yeah i never considered myself an alcoholic but i probably was to some extent yeah. um jim perona says i disagree with brian i don't find marijuana to be great i find it fucking incredible <laughs> <laughs> very nice well said jim um I tried vr on weed <laughs> was that that was that john stewart's character in half-baked yeah 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 one right. of the best characters and i love john stewart man like personal hero love that dude um all right holy shit it's time to do 20 questions are you kidding me we did, did we, it we did it holy crap uh, i'm sure we screwed up something i'm sure we forgot a trailer or, or forgot to mention a release date but holy crap there's a lot of trailers and a lot of new release dates and um it's all coming in october let's be fair west day bro west day is the best day son right we, we joke about that but it always really is it's craziness all right, man, I'm going to bring up the uh, VR game that I'm thinking about so that uh, I don't AJ the fuck out of this. Holy shit, did you see Monday's episode? I've never seen AJ, AJ the fuck out of something more than he AJ the <laughs> fuck out of Monday's show. Holy motherfucking shit, dude. Like, I feel like he spent, an, he spent a full minute answering my first question. I was like, what? <sighs> yeah, that's, right. that, uh, that's that defense. That's a defensive tactic. <laughs> It is. it is. All right. I'm thinking of a PSVR 1 or PSVR 2 game. And uh, you guys out there in West over there, you get six minutes and 20 yes or no questions. Figure out what game I'm thinking of. Are you ready, Wes? I am ready, Brian. On your mark. Get Des. Go. Did we mention this game today, Brian, during the episode? Intentionally, no. 
<laughs> I was thinking okay, about so this the whole episode. Oh wow! Now that's gonna. I'm gonna spend six minutes sitting here trying to think of what it could possibly be. No, I'm um, just kidding with you. So we did. We didn't. We didn't mention it. Um, has this game been announced for PlayStation VR two? Yes. And we didn't mention it today, but it's been announced. Has it been released for PlayStation VR two? Yes. All right. So here we go. Um, is it a good game, Brian? Uh, no. I mean, no. Not a very good game. It's um. Is it? It's okay. Um, it's an okay game that has not been mentioned today. Um, is it uh, exclusive to PlayStation VR? It is not. That's five. Not exclusive to PlayStation VR. Um, is it a PSVR one game? It's not. Hi, Phil Harris. Goodbye, Phil Harris. Sorry, not. All right. So, so we have a mediocre PSVR two game that is a uh, most likely a Quest port um, that we have not talked about today. That's a lot of information. Is there multiplayer? No, seven. No multiplayer. Um, full locomotion. Um, no, not full emotion. And you can feel, feel free to read into the way I said, no, I saw lots of sirens on my end again. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay. Um, so it's not full loco guys, probably not a shooter, but is it a shooter, Brian? Uh, yeah. So it is a shooter. It's a shooter. It's most likely going to be a wave shooter port. It's not on PSVR one. Um, hmm. Help me out here, people. I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of things that fulfill this. Um, not full loco. I'm. Do you control vehicles in the game, Brian? You do not control vehicles in this game, Wes. That's 10. You do not control vehicles in this game. Um, so that's weird that you say that like that. Um, do we have any rail shooters that, let me think. People keep saying Cactus Cowboy, but I mean, Cactus Cowboy doesn't fit the description, I don't think. Oh, um, okay. Does this game have zombies in it? No. No, so it's not Zombie Land. Um, Switchback's not on other platforms, ladies and gents. Come on. Um, I'm going to have to quit reading the chat because people keep picking bad games. Yeah, everybody's um, saying Switchback. Yeah, it's it's multi-platform, people. Multi-platform. Um, so let's think. What kind of other games did we get? Was it a launch title? It was not a launch title, no. Pistol Whip's a good game, though. He wouldn't have said that it was not good. So it couldn't really be that wouldn't think it's not a rhythm game is it brian it's not a rhythm game no it's not pistol whip 
Um, that's a good thought, Nihilist Ryan. Um, is this game based on uh, um, a known IP? Uh, yeah, this game is based on a known IP. And would that known IP be from the realm of arcade gaming? Yes, it would be. That's 15. Is this game Operation Wolf first mission VR, Brian? Uh, this game is Operation Wolf Returns VR Front Mission. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it's said. Uh, yeah, I, I saw uh, Austin Tatum asked if it was a military setting. Then I saw Nihilus try and go for the jugular. And uh, yep, it's a good job. Uh, I said it's not a very good game. I feel like it's fun, but just it's lacking okay. in so many ways. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It could have been better, but I enjoyed it. It was polished. You know, it was polished and had a fun loop to it. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have a remake of Operation Warcade, to be honest, but it was good. Yeah. I'd rather have a House of the Dead VR game, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we got... like we're going to get that. Oh, God, I hope so. Later. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. Also, whatever. Ha speaking of Sega remakes, whatever the fuck happened to Panzer Dragoon Voyage record? Remember, we we're going to get a VR. Oh yeah. Panzer game. Yeah. yeah. Really strange. Yeah, I don't we know. Maybe, maybe they saw all of these other games uh, getting released to hate and said, "You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not doing that." Do you remember the? Do you remember the story about that? It was like the the game director like they were like, "Oh, sorry, the game's canceled because our game director died." And I was like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. he died. And then like three days later, the story came out. It's like, oh, no, just kidding. He, he's, nah. he's alive. I'm like, well, what about the game? We, we, <laughs> like, and why did you think he was, he was dead? Like, <laughs> like, I remember reading into that a little bit. And there was like some speculation that maybe he was tied to like, like Japanese mafia and stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So when the guy went like missing for a couple of days, they thought, all right, that they offed him. And then. No, he's fine. He's here. He must have paid the ransom or whatever. For real. Um, we, we, yeah. We, what happened? To, what happened to the uh, the R type? Remember, we we're supposed to get an R type uh, mode, right? So, yeah, R type final three. Uh, we were supposed to have a PSVR two takeoff sequence. So when you start the game, yeah, it's like playing the headset, and you actually get to be in. I forget what the R type ship is called. Rypop would kill me right now. Um, and, uh, and so you see that in first person, and, and then boom, you play the game. I I hear the last I checked on that, they said that that mode, that edition was coming post-launch. But the game's been out for a little bit, so I don't know how post-launch it's going to be. Um, and also, I'm very still very curious. Like, do you have this little launch takeoff sequence in you know in the shoot 'em up where you're in the ship first person, boom, you take off, and then it just switches to the 2D flat screen side scrolling game like uh, yeah i've always kind of assumed that they would allow you to play the regular game in 3d in the headset after 3D. that because right. nobody's nobody's going to pick up the headset just for a fucking little sequence and then take it off and play on the screen right yeah. so i'd always assume that they would at least let us play the regular game with 3d depth you know Rapops in the chat he says i am mad that you don't know god damn it I'm so unhappy right now. I can't remember what it was called. 
Joey VR with the level one membership in the chat says, sorry, I'm late. That's all right. We were just ready to finish. Uh, so thank you for being here for the very end of the show. And thank you everybody for hanging out today. Uh, Wes, what? There's so much shit happening in the VR space right now. What is happening over on Virtual Strangers, the channel that you guys should already be subscribed to? Click the link in the description below and uh, go subscribe to Wes and his friends that covered not just PSVR and PSVR 2, all VR. What's happening over there, my friend? Well, we had some fun this past uh, week. We we finally got back on our regular schedule of doing uh, doing Strangers at Night on Friday and doing news on Sunday. Uh, but we played... Um, Instead of covering Uncharted, like we were planning on doing with Eric out of town, uh, I, we did some live gameplay. Uh, well, first of all, we talked about Green Hell VR at length and had a uh, a, uh, a pretty good discussion about it. But um, I did uh, some live gameplay of Far Cry VR mod. Uh, so we played the original Far Cry in first-person VR with motion controls, and it was really good. It's hard. Difficult game, but uh, it was fun to play in VR. This week, um, we're going to check out a title on Steam called um, "Shit." What's it called? It's it's a it's a it's a science fiction game um, puzzler that's developed by the band Tesseract, which is a, a UK-based metal band. This sounds also so familiar. Yeah, they also happen to be game developers, and they made a really polished-looking puzzle game to go along with their new album, and it looks really cool. We're going to check that out. Nice. Yeah, I think maybe maybe Miles was telling me about this, or maybe it was you. I don't know, but it was called War of um, War of something. I don't know. Um, but besides that, the obvious thing that we're going to be covering this week: Firewall, 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 Firewall. We're doing more Firewall, bro. Hell yeah. This week's all about Firewall. Yep. Uh, same here, man. Same here. I'm definitely excited to, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I got to bring live streams back because, uh, you know, obviously no one has review cues. No one, uh, you know, we're not able to play this game before launch. Uh, when it launches tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, I'm assuming that I will have this fully downloaded on my console and then I'm just going to jump in. I think I'm just going to start a live stream and jump in and like we can all kind of, you know, experience it together i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people playing right at launch so i think it should be fun so yeah i would i would uh i would suggest like i would have suggested that maybe we take an hour and go through the tutorials and learn the game before we go live but you know on the other hand we do have that xfil mode that isn't competitive it's co-op going up against ai that could be a good way to learn the game's mechanics before we uh go head to head with live players. We we should probably talk. I know that I know that Miles wanted to jump in on the weekend together um, because he does his weekend live streams, but I would I would love to see who's available uh you know to to jump in together and do an Xfil mode uh the second it launches. I mean, if you want if if you're around Wes and and you want to uh, team up and get on a stream and uh we can make fools of ourselves on day 1, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I, war, thank you, Mindjive. Mindjive says War of Being. That's the name of it, War of Being. It's like six bucks on Steam. It looks super polished, and they're promising to like completely. Uh, it already has like, um, I think five or six levels, and they're prom- promising to expand it out into a full fledged, uh, like full length game. Um, but with that said, uh, I'll have to double check my work calendar. 
but I'm absolutely down to get down and uh, play some firewall with you tomorrow afternoon for sure. Awesome. 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 Just so people know what the hell we're talking about, dude, I've already downloaded this trailer. What? What? This is crazy. So, so we definitely talked about it on Gamescast before because there's no other reason I would have downloaded this trailer. So hold on a second. Just so everyone knows what game you're talking about. War of Being. Let's bring this shit up while we close out the show. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we really appreciate you. Appreciate you all being here. Very exciting time for VR. Uh, it's, it's overwhelming, to be honest with you. Uh, there's just so much to tackle. Like I wanted to make a breaking news report yesterday. I didn't have time. I just re-uploaded videos trying to get this VR lens review done. I don't know if it's going to happen in time for all this firewall craziness. Uh, it's not. I'm just telling you. I was going to make a breaking news report detailing all the stuff that happened during today's show, uh, today's future game show. And uh, but but that's apparently what Gamescast was for today. Uh, so uh, I'm doing my best to keep up, and I'm I feel like I'm not doing a great job. But there's a lot of shit to do, and I got to say that after two years of covering uh, PSVR one with no games to talk about, this is this is nothing short of a blessing. Uh, to be drowning in games is a great thing, oh, and so I'm, I'm happy for us, and I'm happy for all the cats. I'm happy for everyone who's just able to have fun and play these games. It's a good fucking time uh thank you all uh thanks thanks to sci-fi game cat henry for putting timestamps into this show after the fact thanks to rypop who's now handling the podcast uploads uh also thanks everybody supports the channel financially i know i haven't been doing much on patreon.com slash without pearl games but i still appreciate your monthly support appreciate you being members over here on youtube uh also anyone who just hangs out and shoots the shit you keep us entertained just as we try to keep you entertained we appreciate you being here um you know Everyone who tips during the show, everyone who hangs out, and of course, everyone who sits back, watches the show, and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Happy Wednesday, Wes. Happy Wednesday, Brandon. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Kill Cell 777 forever with $5 tips. Says, I didn't hear anything you guys said until I heard Firewall. Was that his like Manchurian candidate like wake up code? Yeah, maybe. But I, but I very much agree with the sentiment like Crossfire's coming out next week and I can't <laughs> even think about it. I just can't even think about it because all I'm thinking about is playing Firewall right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I know we already said it during the show, but. Um, you know, I, I fully expect there to be problems on day one. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. you know, I, I so you got to you got to wonder, you got to wonder if Firewall, if First Contact Entertainment just had the magical formula on PSVR one and they knew what people wanted and they gave it to them. Or, and I think this is far more likely, if they were just in a fucking, they were, it was a perfect time, perfect uh, situation type type deal right where like they delivered the game we wanted and then despite the fact that people had complaints and wanted different game modes uh they they were like didn't fucking matter right because there there was no competition no no other no other studios were bringing their pc vr shooters over and firewall just kind of like ruled the roost there's a little more competition now i'm wondering uh if I, i'm wondering if this is the game we'll still be playing in four years from now 
I think it will be because uh, you know, game, new game modes aside, I still feel like this is a different thing. You know, Firewall is not Pavlov. It is not Contractors. It's it's that Rainbow Six tactical style. Uh, and and while we may get something like Breachers or, or or something someday, Breachers isn't as good as Firewall. So, like, it's just not. So. Um, I'm excited, man. If this game was a straight port of Firewall, just in Unreal Engine 5, with slightly reshuffled maps, mm-hmm. I would be excited for this. But the fact that they're offering all this extra stuff and new game modes and new contractors and new maps, that's just bonus for me. And um, even if it isn't 100% polished tomorrow and there are bugs, like I'm sure there will be, mm-hmm. um, I'm very excited for what this is. It's an Unreal Engine 5 VR game, dude. That alone is something to be excited for. Yeah. And with that, hopefully we see all of you online tomorrow, whether we're teaming up or facing off. Good night, everybody. We love you all. Good night. Love you.